no, no pundit on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> And welcome back to the 40 Yard Switch. As always, uh, I'm Woody and alongside me is the ever-dependable co-host Wilbur. <laughs> Felt weird saying that. <laughs> How are you, my friend? Yeah, going well, going well. Big, big, uh, big weekend of Premier League. Yeah, as, so, as, exciting as, the stuff. Wo- as the world seemingly falls apart uh, in other parts of the world, uh, <laughs> We've got uh, much lighter stuff to talk about in the in the footballing world. <laughs> yeah, it's actually super scary, but yeah, it is. It is really uh, dark times in, in in some instances. But in in the in the Premier League world and the Champions League world, uh, everything is plodding along smoothly, and some would even say the most entertaining the season's been. So let's get right yeah, into apart it. Apart from uh, the um, the, the CL final might not be in a. Uh... St. Petersburg. Yeah, true. That, that 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 definitely is something that could be effect, could affect the footballing world from uh what <laughs> everything that's going on at the moment. But um yeah, alas, we digress. Uh in the Premier League, we'll start there. Uh the title race, it's back on. So with Spurs's loss, Spurs Spurs's beating of Man City, uh shock shock win there, although looking back on it even like, I mean, everything points to the fact that Spurs should have lost because they've lost the other four games either side of that match. But looking back, if I, if I had have done a little bit more research, I think that like City have, the team that the City have lost the most to in the past three years is Spurs. So perhaps we, we I could have, or we could have maybe predicted, I mean, it would have been very hard to predict a win there, but maybe a little bit more of a tricky game for City. Uh, and then- yeah, we're just too staunchly uh, anti-Spurs to have, yeah. to have picked that. I reckon. Yeah, I've infl- <laughs> I've influenced you too much to to in in the way in the anti-Spurs uh, frame of mind. But anyway, uh, and the but Liverpool juggernaut rolls on um, while Spur while City falter, and with with their six nil win in their catch up game against Leeds last night, they now sit three points behind City on equal games with those the sides due to play each other in April. Uh, yeah. Thoughts? So exciting. So exciting. Yeah, I mean, Norwich gave Liverpool a little bit of the test in the, in, in the regular sort of match week. Um, but obviously they were too good. And then they absolutely dominated Leeds who are faltering pretty pretty badly at the moment when the relegation battle's heating up. But yeah, what, what a game. City... City Tottenham, I reckon that's could be could be game of the season. I reckon. That, yeah, that it's is, definitely up there. That is that is huge. And even though we sort of said, you know, Antonio Conte's signings didn't look like amazing. Um Kulisevsky had like a had an amazing game. Yeah, he really did. Kulisevsky had a great game. Um Benton Kerr, I'm yet to see a whole lot from. Um He's done a few, like he he's looked decent at times, but yeah, Kulisevsky had a good match. Yeah, Kulisevsky, yeah, and the the I think a goal and the assist for the winner, and uh, yeah, just 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 killing it. Um, but seems seemingly all for nothing, as we'll touch on in a little bit. Uh, Spurs' inconsistencies came back in a big way a couple of days later, but uh, yeah, um, for me, yeah. the the momentum seems to just be swinging so heavily in Liverpool's favor. Like I know City will probably bounce back like they will bounce back from this, but I don't know. There's there's just a feeling I've got around Liverpool at the moment. You know, they signed Diaz, like all their players are healthy, back from AFCON, you know, Mane as 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 continued from where he left off at AFCON because before he went to AFCON, he was having a bit of struggling a little bit with form. He's come back from AFCON, killing it. Salah come back from AFCON, killing it. Um yeah, it's 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 pretty. I'd be worried if I was a City fan right now. Yeah, because I mean, Salah's got like I suppose a bit of a point to prove after it, and Mane's probably on on cloud nine. But yeah, that they definitely seem to have a lot of momentum. Like I definitely wouldn't wouldn't doubt City too much. They've been basically unstoppable this whole season, and 
Yeah, it, it is interesting. Like like you say, their their sort of success against Tottenham in in the in like recent years has been kind of a bit iffy. What what do you think that's all about? <laughs> Why do you think that is? Um, I, 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 the most obvious thing that points out to me is that just Tottenham sit back and sort of negates they're like of the teams that just sit back and soak up pressure against city which city sometimes struggle to do like they struggled against wolves last season or the season before who did a similar thing um they they, they can defend staunchly enough with like a, a back five and three in front uh to limit city's chances like city still scored two goals but city will score two goals but on the flip side of those teams that just sit with the low block and soak up pressure, they have to have the best offensive threats going the other way out of any of the teams that, that play that play style. So I think it's just yeah. a combination of the two things that would that cause City the most stress, which is teams um, teams like sitting in low blocks and like uh, just swarming all over the areas of the pitch that they like to fill, which is like the sort of channels down the left and right side. Um and then, yeah, unlike other teams who may sit like that, they can be the most lethal on the counter with your uh, Sons, your Canes, your Lucases, your Kulisevskis now, I guess. Do you, do you think they're, they're potentially the best counter-attacking team in the Premier League? <laughs> best on the counter? I reckon they could be. With, 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 with like the way that Kane drops... A little bit deeper, and the balls that he plays through—that is basically central to all of it. And I can't like, obviously, Man City and Liverpool are the best teams in the comp, but are they? I'm not sure they're better on the counter. Yeah, like I—it's—it's because it's, it's, they don't have to be. Only reason, yeah, the only reason I'm hesitant is just because Spurs are so incredibly inconsistent. But when yeah. when that when when they're on, yeah, hundred percent. Like when when they can actually. Like you know, not be chasing the game the entire time, and you know, hit teams on the get into a position where they can where the score can be level, and a team has to come out and play, or they can even grab a lead, and then they're even more dangerous on the counter when teams have to press further forward. Hundred percent, like Son Kane, and then whoever is the third option, uh, just unstoppable. Like the closest thing yeah. probably would have been Wolves with like uh, Jimenez, Pedence, Traore, Pedro Neto. Uh, and we, we saw them beat um, City a couple a couple times in the past few seasons, but yeah, like um, yeah. I, I would have said last season's United would be a, would be a better counter attacking team than Spurs, but that's gone to shit this season because they've got Ronaldo instead of Cavani uh, leaking the play. So yeah, not to say that Ronaldo is bad; it's just he doesn't suit that style of play. <laughs> also, it, there is a bit to say that Sancho maybe isn't quite perfect for that sort of like he's not super quick over the long distance and Rashford has been out a lot as well so yeah uh, Rash yeah Rashford's forms dropped off this season and also he's been out uh Sancho again he's still finding his feet although I think he's been improving steadily over the last month or so um yeah. and uh, and there was someone else who killed it for them last season I can't like I don't know why his name's not coming to my head but Anyway, oh Greenwood, sorry, <laughs> but we don't really speak about him anymore. Um, but yeah, so like obviously their team's been disrupted um, by form and players missing for various reasons. But yeah, uh, at the moment as things stand, when they're not completely shooting the bed, their Tottenham are probably the best counter-attacking team in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit of a long-winded yeah, no, answer for you there, but uh... yeah, no, but it's. It, 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 it is interesting though, and um, yeah, obviously a great game for the for the overall just Premier League season, which was looking kind of potentially a little bit boring. A little bit, yeah. It was, it was funny. I thought you were about to say a, a great game for the neutral, and then I was like, well, I was sitting in an in an Arsenal fan pub full of Arsenal fans, and what, the mood wasn't great <laughs> when Tottenham was scoring. Let me tell you. <laughs> but I guess that's not neutral. Yeah. Um, 
One thing, I guess, we're going to address it as we transition into the top four, just because even though it wasn't much to write home about, I did go to a live football game, so I am going to talk about it. Um, for those who watched uh, our Instagram story, yes, or follow me on Instagram, I don't know. Uh, but uh, I was at the Arsenal game. It was a really, it was a great day out, actually. Um, I was sitting by myself, a friend, of the, a friend of the family has a season ticket, so really nice seats. And it was a, like, although the score was 2-1, for the most part, it was a pretty comfortable game. Like they only scored the consolation with seconds left. Um, Saka, Mill Smith Rowe, Odegaard, Party, all brilliant. Um, yeah, just like not a whole lot to analyze from that game, just apart from the fact that it was a nice, comfortable win. But it was, it was really nice to be um, at a live football game. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little bit jealous. I think, I think the th- the things to analyze from that game were inconsistency with VAR compared with VAR over literally every other game of the Premier League season. But it's not great to dwell on. Yeah, like we've we've talked to death about VAR, and while yes, probably there was a very like almost a unequivocal shout, but uh, two shouts for uh, Stonewall penalties in that game. Like, like, it was weird because at the game, like, um, I've already spoken to you a bit about this off air, but like, like, you just don't, you don't even notice because there's no replays of the handballs or the or the fouls that these things are happening, and like, unless they stop the game for a long period of time, it's weird because I actually haven't been in a live stadium where VAR was being used up until then, because I think the last football game I went to was 2016. So, um, yeah, like, it, it, it definitely does detract from the fan experience a little bit when you score and there's like a little sort of baited breath check or when you, it, a goal gets ruled, ruled out and then they're checking it. Like there's like w- w- when a goal is disallowed for offside and then they're checking it, there's almost like this baited anticipation of, Oh, if it goes, go, if it's, if it's going to be allowed, we'll go up, we'll like, we'll go crazy. But then if it's the other way around, like if uh, the team you're playing has scored and it's been disallowed and then you're waiting for bated breath. It's almost like really kind of like shit. I can really sort of like when, when, when the gold eventually does stand, you just kind of like, Oh, well that was just a terrible yeah. waste of three minutes. Yeah. It's well, cause I thought they at least showed like the, like the lines when they're doing the offside on the big screen or yeah. No, it's, it's just it's, a purple screen that weird. says VAR checking decision, which, which, which again, like we've called for this before on the podcast, there needs to be more clarity. Like, replays on the screen or uh, at least for the fans in stadium uh showing the lines yeah. like or and then on tv there needs to be potentially referees uh conversations with the var being mic'd up or something because like fans are so in the dark with this stuff but yeah mm. yeah not great and uh the last game that i went to was um man city everton 2014 2014 one was that what was the score in that yeah. one? One all. Ah, oh. oh, he's a, a friend of the show, uh, Yannick Hansen, who uh, potentially was going to be on this weekend, this this week, but couldn't, and still maybe on next week, but we'll see. Uh, has a hot has a, actually has a hot take um, for this round, this week's round of games. He says City are going to drop points to Everton. Thought you'd be interested to hear that. It is. It is at Goodison Park. I think. Yeah. I mean, I suppose we're not going to talk about Everton in the context of top four, so we can touch on a little bit. We played with Allen in the first half and conceded no goals, and then we switched to Andre Gomez, and we copped two in the second. Yeah, I watched the highlights, and he was at fault for the first goal at least. I wasn't sure if he was at fault for the second one, but... He's so bad. <laughs> so bad. I'm, I'm sick yeah. of it. I honestly like he had like he strung together like one or two good games just at the start of Frank's tenure, and I thought maybe Frank could get the best, could get not the best, but like better out of him. But no, yeah, it's it's not. But then I will say like the trend of since Frank's come in has been a win, a loss, a win, a loss. So you'd think the next game in the trend would be a win. If we beat City, it'd be fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, before before we uh, touch. Uh, on that uh, unfortunate lower half of the table, uh, let's um, swing back to the the top four. So at the moment, United sit in uh, fourth with uh, like all their games played and uh, twenty six that is, and forty six points. 
Uh, Chelsea, I think we're not going to include in this conversation because they're probably just going to be not quite good enough for the title, but not low enough to not be making top four. Uh, but then, yeah, you've got West Ham and Arsenal on 42 points each, but Arsenal with three games in hand. Uh, Wolves with two games in hand on 40 points and Tottenham with two games in hand on uh, 39 points. Not, I reckon, Brighton too far down to be in the conversation there. Uh, Give me your initial thoughts on how you think it's shaping up. I th- I think United will will we'll get fourth spot. I think I think we've both sort of said that for a while. I just think, yeah, even even, even though they've 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 been struggling for a while and they've had two good Premier League results in Brighton and Leeds, they're still there's still periods in all of those games where they're just failing to manage manage games when they when they're not playing well like brighton they they had a red card against uh, lewis dunk and leeds they were basically lucky not to concede more so but yeah i i, th- I think at the end of the day that they're going to have more quality than the rest of the people in the um in that race but I would, I would love to see Wolves at least get a Europa League spot. Yeah. How do you? For me, yeah. How do you, I, how do you see? I, I was saying to a friend of mine yesterday. I think um, United are individually too talented to not finish inside the top four. Like even though as a team collectively they can be poor and have off halves, off whole games, individually there's just too much talent in that team to not put it together for. A, a collection of minutes across the rest of the season and to not finish top four. Like, yeah, they're, they're, they've got so many different game changers in that team. Ronaldo, like even, even though some of them are a little bit off form, like Rashford's been iffy of late, but again, he can, he can turn on at any point. Ronaldo as well, only one goal in his last eight games. Again, it's Ronaldo. Sancho, we've obviously said has struggled, but seems to be finding his form at least with assists uh, recently. Fernandez as well hasn't been his best season, but can turn it on whenever he wants. Uh, the list goes on. Then you've got players, young players like Anthony Alanga coming in, who seem to be really impressing. Like, it's, it's just, it. just so much talent, like everywhere. Um, and while Arsenal do have three games in hand, the three games in hand are against Liverpool, Chelsea, and Tottenham. So I don't I don't see us winning two of them and I, while I do see us beating Tottenham like one winning one out of those three isn't gonna do do much for our top four chances so yeah true true who do you see finishing eighth eighth um the, the with what Conte said with his um like like after the game against Burnley if that, if he leaves uh, Tottenham, if he doesn't, uh, I'm, I, I don't know. Like, I think the way it, the top six at the moment, I think will be United, Arsenal, West Ham. And then Wolves or Tottenham, I'm, I'm unsure about. But um, Tottenham are in a predicament here if they can't lock Conte down to the end of the season. Because, yeah. I mean, and even if they can, like, it's it's, it's weird because like 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 they can turn it on against City, but then like, calamitous defending against Wolves the game beforehand, and just a lack of any real cutting edge. I know it was a wet, cold Wednesday night in Burnley, but like, you know, yeah, those are the games where you've got to you've got to step up. Then they're, yeah. they're not they're not that good, Burnley. I I'm I'm, I'm going to make a call here. I'm going to say that West Ham are going to lose that top four race essentially and come eighth are you gonna are you saying west very, ham? A, yeah west ham no 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 interesting interesting uh, what, what's your sort of um thought process there i guess i think individual talent um tottenham arsenal and and united uh, essentially like you said they're, they're all too good to to finish in eighth out of that pack and i just think wolves on form right now are a lot better than West Ham and they have two games in hand on, on West Ham. True, true, true. I think they've I got a better they, manager too, to be fair. They've got a better manager. They don't have... Uh, West Ham are still in the Europa League, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah, they are there. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, actually, I that's a think, good point. I they could spread themselves at the moment. Spread themselves thin for sure. Yeah. Um. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna just because you make a good point about Tottenham's individual talent. I'm gonna go United fourth, Arsenal fifth, West Ham sixth, Tottenham seventh, Wolves eight. Just because, like, well, I, I you make good points. I just think that um, Wolves are Wolves are good, but I don't know. I, I I West Ham have proven over the past few seasons that they can sort of stick around that area. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. And also, you know, let's disagree on something. Healthy disagreement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Um, moving on then to the relegation uh, area. We've already touched on Everton. Um, getting dangerously close to that section. But I, I don't know. I still can't see them getting relegated. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just that you're, the Everton's history of not being a team that's that close to the relegation zone for quite some years now. Uh I don't know. I, I, I don't see it personally, but um, a team that I've that has really dropped off recently after having a very good start of the season and could seriously be, if they're not careful around that relegation zone, Brentford, they were not yeah. good against Arsenal and they haven't been good for a while. And I know Christian Eriksen's coming in, but like the more I think about it, like he's taking a while to get match fit. Once he is match fit, he hasn't played a game in over six months. Like how good, Will he be? His his health also has to be a question mark. I don't know if he if he like how much of a game changer he can be. Maybe he'll start playing and just prove me wrong straight away. But like the more I think about it, the more and like with how poorly they've been doing over the past month or two, I'm worried about them. I d- I definitely agree. I mean, it's it it, it it's a case of how how good can you possibly be after. After after what he's been through in terms of just not playing football football for so long, I mean, they're still a long way off. Not a long way off, actually, but you know, there's teams in a lot more trouble. But if they're not careful, they they could definitely be in for a scrap because Newcastle look really like stronger every week. Everton, I kind of agree with you. I I I don't see them going down, but it potentially could happen and. Watford pulling off a good win on the weekend. Burnley pulling off a good win just midweek. Yeah. I, I, I definitely think that an interesting one at the moment is Leeds, though. They've fallen off a cliff. And yeah, big time. I don't, I don't see where it, I don't see how it gets better unless players start coming back from injury. And even then, yeah, it's hard like, coming back from injury into, into that situation. Yeah, I know. It's just it's 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 really difficult. Like they've they've struggled massively without Patrick Bamford. I've, I I didn't even really clock it for most of the season, but like yeah, you lose good. a 17, 18 goal a season striker, and for pretty much the whole season, takes a whole lot of pressure off your off your defense when you just get a cheap goal every two games from a guy like him. Um, yeah, and like, but then also like they've weirdly like not been like benching like putting like dragging Rafinha uh, Rafinha at halftime in a game two game two or three rounds ago then like starting him on the bench and bring him on at halftime the next game like it's just some very weird like surely at this point of the season Rafinha is playing 90 minutes every game like he's your best player like I don't I don't yeah. get the the logic there but yeah I agree that they they're on they have got the like you know how like online sort of ESPN and stuff do like power rankings. Yeah. They'd be got to be like close to the bottom of any power ranking because like their, their, their form is the worst in the Premier League at the moment, even worse than Norwich's Norwich is at least, you know, putting up a fight against teams and I think a nab to win maybe four or five games ago, like Leeds, Leeds are, are struggling big time. Yeah. And I, 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 I don't want to sort of, you know, big up myself too much but i did sort of call the fact that you know they just don't hunker down and just defend you know they mm. just go out against liverpool and lose six nil and go out against man united and cop four goals like they just concede too much um yeah yeah we like, well, need we've, a bit of burnley yeah we, we've we've already um made our predictions for who we thought was going to get relegated so we're not going to revisit that but uh 
Yeah, yeah I'm just like, saying. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, sorry, Lee, not, not not connected to your point, but I was just sort of move, moving forward. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's it's definitely one to watch because unlike seasons recently, where like usually by this point in the season you're like pretty sure that at least one, if not two, teams are going down. Norwich has only three points behind Burnley and only five points behind. Newcastle and Everton Leeds are only one point and Brentford only two points ahead of those two. Like this could, and the thing about Watford and Norwich is they've both got two very good managers. So you could see them nabbing points here and there. Same thing with Burnley. So it's, it's going to be very interesting to see how this shapes up. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's definitely one of the most, most interesting relegation prospects in a while. Mm, For sure. Uh, but now moving on to the European side of football, um, we have El Champions League. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Um, <laughs> so Wilbur, I, I've got the actual results up. If you could get our predictions up on, on Instagram, uh, let's go through them. And uh, Is it just the ones from this week or is it the ones from last week too? No, we did, we did, we did every game. Of the, every of, game of the first leg, and we haven't and we haven't reviewed anything yet. No, 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 we haven't reviewed Sorry. anything yet. No, I think I think we did the episode early, like a day or two early last week. True. Before the championship. Yeah, yeah, break. we did, we did on yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. So my Instagram's loading, but no, no. start but yeah. us off. I I picked Sporting three nil, and they yeah uh, no you picked City beating Sporting three nil and City won five nil so that's. And I think I picked them to win 3-1. So that's already a point there. I think we both picked PSG to beat Madrid as well. So which is which is pretty good. Yeah, but so yeah, that's so that's two points each, but none of us got the none of us got the score, right? No, no, yeah, none of us got the score right. Ah, sh- sh- should I be writing this down so, so I can keep uh, track? I probably should be. Hold on. <laughs> let me get my notes, let me get my notes pad up. We run a top, we run a tight well organized ship here at the 40 yard switch, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and also j- just to touch on quickly that, um, that Killian Mbappe winner. Ooh, class. Beautiful. Although I, I, I have question marks about the defending on that, but really class as well. Um, yeah, but you know, he, he had them on skates all game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he was tearing Carvajal a new one the entire game. It was crazy. All right, so let's let's go through it. So uh, City, that's one point each. Um, and then that uh, PSG, that's one point each. Whoops. Oh, hold on, let me just type this out. All right, cool. Then we've next we've got we I think then we went over to the next day because Bayern drew against Salzburg, right? Yeah, and I picked two nil, and you picked four nil to Bayern. Yeah. Well, boy, was I wrong with that one. And um, I, sh- I should have I should have conferred with a friend of the show, uh, Yannick, before that because um, when I went I went to watch Inter versus Liverpool at a pub with him, and they were showing the Bayern game, and he he said Bayern apparently have really not looked great, and plus they have a lot of injuries, which I didn't realize. Um, so that could that, that could be an upset on the cards on the return fixture for that one because I, yeah, I was watching what. I was kept turning back to the TV for that game when I was watching it at the pub and they it wasn't like they snatched a one all like they were they uh Salzburg had multiple chances to go two one up so yeah definitely big uh, uh big advert for the Austrian Bundesliga yeah for sure for sure um and then into two nil and what would what did we predict for that one so I picked one all mm-hmm. and you picked two all Right. Wait, what was the actual score? Uh, two nil to Liverpool. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was really funny. Um, two the le- other day- it was two late ones, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was two. I think they brought Diaz and a- another player on, and then um, it sort of just changed the game. Yeah, it was really funny. Uh, this week I-, I was sort of I was just like scrolling through TikTok, and I saw this like one of like one of those football highlight TikTok things, and like this guy with like what sounded like a German or Dutch accent was like. Uh, editing, I was like talking over like these clips from the Liverpool Inter game and how like Inter were like, like the, he was like 
praising Inzaghi's like coaching style. Like, oh, look at Brozovic drop in there and create the open space, and then the the ball switch out wide, and they're in behind. It's just beautiful. It's a masterclass. And then and then I'm like, it's a masterclass where they lost two nil and didn't get a shot on target. Like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> it does sound pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> um but but anyway moving on to uh this week we've got uh what have we got we've got your absolute 100 percent correct prediction so i guessed no not guessed (laughs) i uh, made an educated guess that chelsea would beat lil 2-0 and you said they'd beat them 3-0 and it was and it was me you got it right so that's two points for you right yeah yep and yep. you almost but then got... another point for you because you got the result. Yeah. And then, but then you almost got the Villarreal Juventus game, the upset. If Villarreal could finish a little bit better, you would have been sitting pretty there. Yeah. They, they, they were the better, they were the better team for sure. And that was a great goal for Vlahovic on his Champions League debut. But yeah, Villarreal deserved it. Yeah. 100%. So yeah, Wilbur's we'll, we'll, uh, we'll uh, ball knowledge really shining through at the moment. Uh, so, so no points for each there, right? Yeah. 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 All right. Then we've got uh, yesterday's action. So we've got uh, Benfica Ajax and Atletico de Madrid versus United. So I don't think either of us picked the Benfica Ajax result, right? It was two all, correct? Yeah. 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 So I I said 1-0 and you said 4-2. Yeah. So there was goals in the game. I was right in the that. middle. But I wasn't right about anything else. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then the United Atletico game. I so think- you you got the correct result, one all. And Way. I said two one. So that's two points to you and zero points for me. So right after that late snatch. Woodson, Woody is out on top with five points with to Wilbur's four. God, we should do it again for the second leg. Can United? They they let me down every week. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's tough. All right, so let's do it again for the um return fixtures. So for this one, I reckon we yep. should do um uh predictions we should so let me go back to my phone notes app for the predictions um but we're doing it right now yeah yeah, next week yeah yeah because it starts next week yeah yeah. um all right so let's go for so you've got to give me i reckon it's going to be well, I mean, it's kind of obvious anyway because, like, the score we give will result in the aggregate score. So, the score yeah. for the tie. And, I, t- 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 there's no away. It? There was. There's no away goals anymore, is there? No, no well, away goals. Really but, um, okay. but uh, let's just let's just do predictions for the for the for the day, and then we yeah. can sort of add aggregates. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. So again, again, it's a uh, point for the result. Um, point for the uh score. score yeah um and we'll figure out if we get aggregate scores and all that anyway but anyway um so it's, it's i think it's in reverse order so the first oh actually no it's sort it's sort of in reverse order the first game is uh Bayern versus um Salzburg so what what are we saying here all right um i will say that Bayern Munich will win this game two goals to one. Oh, okay. I like it. I like it. I like it. So Bayern wins 2-1. I am going to say that I know Salzburg uh, did very well um, at home to, you know, show Bayern up a little bit, but I think there's going to be some sort of response from Bayern here. Um, and I think they're going to really put the, put the, I don't know what the, put the pedal to the metal. I don't know. Uh, and they're going to win three, one. Pedal to the metal. <laughs> I like I it. I put, like put, it. The, put, put the foot on the gas. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I see that one coming and we'll see how that goes. Um, nice. All right. Next Interverse, up, Interverse Liverpool. We have... You go first for this one. Uh, all right. I'm going to say, because this is at Anfield, and because Liverpool are rolling, and because Inter didn't really do much in the first, I'm going to say 2-0 again, and it's 4-0 overall. I'm going to say... One nil Liverpool. Nice, nice. Okay, okay. All righty. Next we have. Yep. Man City, Sporting. Uh well, if they won five nil gonna... away. You go. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> if they won five nil away, um, I don't think they'll win five nil again, even though it's a hundred, because I don't think they'll be trying as hard. Maybe like a three nil. Or a three-one. Um, I'm gonna go for three-one. I think Sporting. I, I know I picked that last time, but I think Sporting will will nab one goal. So and City won't be trying as much. So I'm gonna go three-one again. I'm gonna go four-nil City. Oof. Oof. I like it. I like it. I don't think I don't think they're the type of team that you know goes. You know I I I don't think it's in their their makeup to sort of be like, oh, I'm gonna take my foot off the medal here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's I, I rate that. I rate that. All right. Uh, the possibly the tastiest tie because it's only it's it's still pretty in the balance at the moment. We've got a uh, PSG versus uh, Real Madrid. So PSG holding a one nil lead at the moment. Uh, this game is at the Santiago Bernabeu. How do you see this one going? I reckon one all on the day. One all on the day. Which would see PSG go through. I like that though. One all on the day. Um, I actually think PSG were worth more than what that final result was. Uh, So I'm going to say they win again, but 2-1. Nice. I'll rate it. Um, I think I picked, I think I picked two one last time too, but anyway, whatever. <laughs> uh, all right. Next we've got, uh, Ajax versus Benfica, the reverse fixture, but this is now at Ajax's home. How do you see this one going? Or, or is it me going first for this one? This is actually, yeah, you go first. You go yeah. first. <laughs> uh, so I, I think there'll be goals again. I thought it was going to be 4-2 last time. Um, Ajax did have lots of chances to score. I mean, so did Benfica, to be to be fair. I thought... I see Ajax winning the whole tie overall. So, maybe three... 3-2 mm, Ajax? No, mm. Still high scoring. Yeah, I, 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 both both teams don't defend overly well, like especially, and that was pretty evident in the highlights of this game as well. I thought um, maybe a little bit more conservative because it's the second leg. Nah, nah, I'm gonna gonna go with my gut here. Three, three, two, Ajax. Three, two, Ajax. All right. Um, I will say, I will say two nil, two nil to Ajax. Two nil. I reckon if I reckon if ten, if Ten Hag's any good as a manager, he he. He should be able to sort of solidify things. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't I don't know much about other teams. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, next, we've got uh, United versus Atletico Madrid. I'll let you go first on this one. They're gonna bottle it at Old Trafford in this in this time. <laughs> you reckon? Without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna lose. Um, they'll score. But they're going to lose. I'll say 2-1 to Atletico. 2-1, okay. Ye of little faith. <laughs> it's where I'll be happy either way. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's a good point. Uh, okay, I am going to go for one all again and United to win on penalties. Big call. Yeah. Is that, is that an extra point if you get that right? 
nah, I, I, I'll take the extra point for the one all if it if the, 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 the penalties doesn't. I think because yeah, the penalties okay. is such a it's such a dice roll. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go yeah. one all again and United to win on penalties, <laughs> and Bruno Fernandez to score the winning penalty if you really want to go that far. <laughs> um, one one brackets United on pens. All right. And finally, the last games of the slot, we have Chelsea versus Lille. Um, I don't know. Like, Chelsea won 2-0, but, like, I thought the game wasn't as one-sided as it seemed. Uh, so I can see Lille grabbing a goal at home. But Chelsea still win. I'd probably say 2-1, Lille. Two one though. Yeah. I'm no, sorry, say, two one two one um, Chelsea. Two one Chelsea. Sorry. One nil. Uh, yeah. Two one Chelsea. Yeah. I will say um it, it, I think it'll be a bit more cagey, but I think Chelsea will just get a goal. Um one one nil. And one park Chelsea. it, you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, okay. No, I can see that. I, I can or, see them being very defensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. No, I, I rate that as well. They got a bit just be can get get ahead and uh, conserve the lead. All right. Are uh, you picking the upset again? Or I guess it's not really an upset considering how well they played in the first leg, but uh, are you picking Villarreal to go through? I think I think it could be a very different game at... Where do they play again? Turin. <laughs> I don't know what the stadium's called. Turin. Somewhere in Turin. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say... Two all, two all. Ooh, but are you pick who you picking on pens then? I have to pick on pens. All right. Um, well, if it, yeah, if you're picking a draw, Villarreal. Oh, I like it. Back him in. Back him in. I love it. I love it. Two all to two all Villarreal on pens. All right, and I am gonna go. I'm going to go Villarreal to win uh, 2-1. I'm not sure. I'm I'm not going to say if it's extra time or normal time, but just win to win 2-1. All right. right. Yeah. I liked liked a lot of what I saw them play against Juventus and um, the defending from Juventus on the Villarreal goal was shambolic and they they can't do that again for the second game. And if they do, they'll, they'll cop it. So two all on pens for you on that one and Villarreal to win. Got Villarreal winning here. That's the main thing. Um, but uh, they, they did play. They, they did play very, very well. They did. All right. So there's some interesting predictions. Uh, we'll, we'll, th- those will be up on uh, the Instagram as well uh, for to be you know lauded or ridiculed come two weeks' time. It'll be interesting. It will be. And now uh, onto the the final segment of this week's episode before we sign off. Would you want to take us away on this one, Wilby? (coughs) I just (laughs) coughed when I was about to speak. Um, Yeah, so yeah, we we saw this thing on the the, the 12-man tweets on Instagram. One of our favorite. So, So you've got to rank these four players in their prime from First to fourth. So we got um, Gareth Bale, Mohamed Salah, Eden Hazard, and Neymar. You want to well, go first? Yeah, 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 I'll go first. Um, I had one question before. Is, uh, 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 is factored into this the length of the prime or just like a one season when they were at their best? Like, I don't know, like... <laughs> No, I, I reckon like a point in time, like who, who would you have in your team and like in what order if they're, you know, they're at their absolute peak? Yeah, okay. Um, okay, so for me, and I don't think you're going to disagree with this one, I've got Neymar at top. Uh, I think he's the closest out of any of them to be winning a Ballon d'Or. Uh, when he was playing at Barcelona with Messi and Suarez, he was virtually untouchable. 
Um, yes, he's gone to PSG, yeah. Uh, while still technically in his prime years, but been had a few injuries and stuff, but just like ridiculously talented player. Um, yeah, yeah, like you could argue that other players could do more from like, you know, scoring from outside the box or free kicks or actually not even free kicks, just like certain aspects of the game. But for me, as an offensive threat, Neymar is easily the best. Uh, then I have... Again, and then this is where it's it, it, like primes really come into it, not um, longevity or anything, but primes. I've got Gareth Bale at Tottenham uh, second. I've got, uh, and I can't believe I'm going to say this because the person I'm putting fourth is so good, but I've got Mo Salah at three and Eden Hazard at four. React to that before, before I give you any justification. <laughs> yeah, I mean, very, very interesting. I mean, it's it's. I, I think it's hard to argue against any of them in any spot apart from apart from Neymar. But yeah, ju- justify Gareth Bale in second. Yeah. Um. Well, for me, yeah, Gareth Bale, though that like three year period at Tottenham where he like, and again, this is he was doing this in easily the worst team out of any of the three teams that the other three have played for. Like I just remember as an Arsenal fan, every like that was a, the one period up until they got Kane a couple of years ago, where like they had been so bad for so long, Spurs, and then all of a sudden Bale got that was just like this incredible player. Like you just if he picked it up on the wing from from halfway, as soon as if he picked it up in the offensive half of the field, you were worried, and like he could just take on five and pin it from like twenty five yards out at any moment like it was just unbelievable could whip could whip in the most accurate crosses incredible on free kicks incredibly strong as well like you couldn't knock him off the ball uh like i think it's just like the the most complete offensive player that until harry kane that tottenham's ever had and in my opinion is still the best top spurs player tottenham have had including harry kane in in that period like i'm not, not saying overall longevity because kane's been better for longer but that at his peak, he's the best player that Tottenham have ever had. Um, I think there was, yeah, there was that. They played an away game in the Champions League somewhere in Italy as well. I remember that game. Inter, was yeah. Like ridiculous. He absolutely bossed it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, and so, yeah, he's he's there for me. Um, and then Salah versus Hazard was 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 tricky for me because obviously Hazard's, bit, like they've all won a player of the year, a PFA player of the year. Uh, and they've all been like at a time considered quote being close to the Ballon d'Or conversation, but I don't, I don't know. Like Hazard was an incredible player, but there, I don't know. There was, there's just, and maybe it's recency bias, but I just feel like there's this, like, there's just a, like a, and like, it's really close. It's like a slight edge of like, game-breaking ability I see in Salah's game than I do in Hazard's. Like, Hazard was incredible. Like, dribbling skills, like, uh, like shooting, assisting, like, crazy. But Salah has had seasons where he's had similarly close assist stats to Hazard, but Hazard has never scored at the rate that Salah has for me. And you can't really say, like, yes, I'd probably say that the Liverpool team that Salah's played in is better than any Chelsea team that Hazard's played for slightly. I think that uh, that 19, 20 league winning team uh, is, is better than any of the Chelsea teams that Hazard played for. Um, not by much, but yeah, I don't know. For me, like, like it was a, it was a tiny edge and like, you could probably swing me if you gave me enough statistics and articles to, to swing it back. But like I thought about it and by like a hair's breath, I would just say that I'd rank Salah over Hazard. I don't know. What do you think of that reasoning? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, 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 def, I definitely rate it. I've, I've also got um, Hazard in, 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 in last or okay. fourth. Fourth, fourth sounds, yeah, um, fairer. But um, and yeah, it's, it's like you, you make a lot of good points about Gareth Bale. Like he's very complete. Sort of could basically do everything. But I'm 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 going to put Mohamed Salah in in second and Gareth Bale third. I just I think it. I just think I don't know. I've I've never seen like a, a, essentially apart from um, 
messy, like a, a player dribble like like Salah has. Like it's just ridiculous. And it's kind of like it it it, it is difficult because it's it's akin to comparing Ronaldo and Messi, which people talk about all the time, that they're very different games. I feel like Mohamed Salah is is 10 times better than Gareth Bale at his game, but obviously Gareth Bale is better than, I mean, that's kind of an obvious thing to say, but yeah. you, you know what I mean? It's yeah. that they're, they're hard to compare, but I, sure. I just think, I just think Mohamed Salah is, is better. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's something kind of unquantifiable, is it? Like, it's like, it's like an it factor when you're watching them that sort of make, it's like that's the reason I put Salah over Hazard because like, there was like, it's just like a thing about him. Yeah. I think I'm definitely a little bit, but I just, I just love Mohamed Salah. And yeah. Yeah. To be fair, like I know, maybe I made it sound like the gap between Bale and Salah was a lot bigger than the gap between Salah to Hazard. It's not really. Like it's like it's the picking between those three is is very very tricky. I don't know. I think and like I think it might have just been influenced by the fact that of like how terrified I was of Gareth Bale as an Arsenal fan, which like I like obviously like Arsenal's been absolutely dominated by Liverpool for five plus years now. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like it's, it's one it's, last, it's incredibly close. Uh, what, one last thing is, is it disrespectful to Neymar to be in this, in this conversation? <laughs> no, I think, I think like, he, he I has like he been exists somewhere in a different space. You know, I think there's, it, there's Ronaldo Messi. And then I think if he had a continued playing for PSG, the way he and like missed on the injuries and, uh, you know, played lots of games uh, at PSG, then yes, it would be because he'd be he he probably would have won a Ballon d'Or by now. But the fact of the matter is, he's had injuries, he's had dips in form, he's had the rumors about him potentially, you know, always faking an injury whenever his sister's birthday comes around and going on holiday to Brazil. Like even that's probably completely false. But like, there are these things that circle around him, which have and which have resulted in not him not playing games. So I think it's fair to put him in that category. But as long as you put him at the top, you know what I mean? Because he is better than the the other three. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He, he he exists in that space that's somewhere between Messi and and Ronaldo and and the rest in in that sort of yeah era, era of players. Uh, I, I I'm gonna save it for for next episode, but uh, I've just thought of another four players to compare. So uh, I'll tell you off air, and then um we'll 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 we'll, nice. we'll get to it next episode. <laughs> So uh, yeah, that is all from us. Uh, another another one in the books. I think that's episode forty. I don't think I said it at the start. So the big, big four, four zero. zero. Ten more till the big the big half century, which will be exciting. Um, but yeah, uh, as always, uh, if you like what you hear, follow us on Spotify. Follow us on our, on our Instagram, uh, forty yardswitch.pod. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>